Welcome to another edition of the Mac Yam podcast with me, the Mac Yam. We had a little bit of a break. Uh, there was really nothing to talk about last week, so we digged hard just so you could hear our wonderful voices yeah. again. Uh, how are you doing, dear? <laughs> um, I was going to say the topics we're going to cover today. Um, if you want, to, do you want to go through um, what we're going to be covering? Uh, yeah, or we could just talk about them as we're yeah. covering them, and then people have got to listen all the way through, yeah, and that's escape. At least <laughs> at the end of it, I'll be thinking that as a point of 30 minutes of my life, I'm never going to get back. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, we'll start with the start. So we found out that the start of the NFL is going to be the Bears v. the Packers for the 100-year anniversary, so it's not the traditional Super Bowl winners kick us off and I have to say I'm, I'm pretty psyched about it because I always find it pretty annoying that the first team you watched was the last team you watched as nice. well yeah. uh, so it's nice that the <laughs> periods for a change yeah I've got, I've got a bit on the opposite I prefer I'm a bit of a traditionalist um, I just I'd, I'd prefer just to have just keep it the Super Bowl champions um, on the opening night Thursday night football um, but yeah, I can understand why they decided to do Packers Bears because um, I think you mentioned to me it was the first, the oldest game, is it, or something like that? And um, they've said, uh, yeah, yeah, like hundredth year anniversary game. I mean, that was the one back then and stuff. But um, we kind of knew this was coming like even before the Super Bowl. So uh, all the people on like uh, the NFL UK Facebook and stuff saying, "Oh, the people hate the Patriots." Well, there's plenty of tweets and and stuff out there from like January, like even before the Super Bowl was, and people were saying this was was going to yeah. be it, but obviously it wasn't official. It was just whispers, yeah. but usually the whispers, right? Yeah. Like everything at the like the minute it seems seems like it was going around, and then two weeks later it actually happens. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> look, so I can understand why they're deciding to do it. I'm not a fan myself, but. You know that that's that's just the way I am. You know, I still think the FA Cup final should be three o'clock on a Saturday. It, it's not, but you uh, know, times change, and that's just the way things are in this uh, age, I guess. With me, I think they should um, like make make the opening just like the Super Bowl, so it switches stadiums it goes around the country like there's a big opening event there's a halftime show like like all that kind of stuff the NFL's back so next year's in Seattle the year after is New York the year after like so you know them in like advance and like it, it moves around like that and there's all oh, that's what yeah. does. <laughs> it's a period it's a period the NFC the, the I'd, I'd see with that is uh, it detract away from what the Super Bowl is. The Super Bowl is this one one event one event a year where you know they have the they have the Super Bowl week lead up. They have the halftime show that's only everyone in the Super Bowl and the f- viewing figures it brings in. Having it twice a year could detract from the the, the um, global phenomenon the the Super Bowl actually is. Uh, but. Because they're like seven months apart or something, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I don't really see that. Seven months apart, and then we get 17 weeks, and then it's over. Or, well, 17 <laughs> weeks, you're a joint well, anyway, because we don't make the playoffs at the minute. 
Well, if you're a Giants fan, you usually get about six, and then you know you're yeah. not making the playoffs. So. <laughs> Might, might even be less this year. Nah, you've, uh, you've got to believe, Danny. <laughs> I don't believe fairy tales. Um, well, the next topic we're going to talk about is uh, the fixtures coming out in April. Um, obviously, everyone knows who they're playing, but it's just um, what 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 days they're going to be when the when the boy week's going to be. Um, there's a couple of games I'm looking forward to as with the Giants. No doubt we'll probably play the Cowboys in the first two weeks, which always seems to be the case. Um, and you'll be on the dive five times more than you should be. Yeah, because <laughs> wants to see Eli, that's what it is. <laughs> when he signed his new 10-year, 500 million contract. Well, I'm telling you, like I said to you the other day, he's, he, I reckon he'll get a new contract. Two-year new contract, I think. Um, the main reason I'm looking forward to the f- fixtures is that I'm hoping to get over to Seattle this year and uh, I want to see the Huskies and the Ducks while I'm over there as well um, and they're playing like mid-o- mid-October so I'll be checking out the schedule and October will be the first month I'm looking at and if it's like Huskies on a Huskies on a Friday or a Saturday, and then Seahawks on the Sunday or, or the Monday at home, or like the Rams or something. Is, is, it, is there an old game that you want to watch in particular? Um, I'm looking forward to all of 49ers playoff hype, and then by week six, they're done. Uh, um, so maybe home of the Niners would be a good game or home to the Bengals get to see John Ross uh, if he gets on the field um, I think we've got the Saints at home as well this year so that'd be a pretty big good clash like I'd much prefer like a Saints uh, than Smashing the books or the Cardinals at home, to be fair. So, uh, but yeah, our schedule is pretty hard this year. Like, we've got the Browns on the road, the the Rams road, as always, Falcons and Steelers and Eagles on the road, Panthers on the road. So, it it looks like a pretty hard task to get the like four wins on the road and seven wins at home. But I usually get you in. Yeah, I don't know what that's like, to be honest. So, uh, I don't have to take your word for it. <laughs> I bet you used to be a Panthers fan when they made the Super Bowl. Yeah, so but surely that, that, that shit failed. And thanks for reminding me and everyone else who's uh, tuning in about that. But uh, at least I just <laughs> on the back of the 3-13 and 13 season and, and then a losing season again. I ain't changed teams in the joints of my team now. <laughs> what else did you- uh, what's up next on the agenda? Um, obviously, we still there's still no um, all or nothing team. Um, That's strange. It's it's usually out like mid March, uh, and it's like a few days away from April. So, like everything, I get later and later with fixtures, with international games, and now this. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if it was actually confirmed if they did do another all or nothing. So obviously they've they've sort of spun all or nothing into other areas as well. I mean, they've had 
They covered the New Zealand rugby team, I believe. Um, might have been last year. Um, they covered Michigan, uh, Michigan uh, college football, Manchester City. Uh, yeah. So I'm just wondering if they, if because from what I've read in previous years, it's all kept very hush hush as to who's on all um, all or nothing. So I, I don't know if it's actually been confirmed, but obviously following on from all or nothing, we've still got hard knocks to be confirmed as well. Yeah. Um, um, I mean, hard knocks is usually like late, like after after the draft and that though, isn't it? So yeah, I, I imagine Raiders is going to be a popular option if they're eligible for it. Uh, it's teams who haven't made the playoffs. Um, Coaches who aren't in their first year. Um, I think that's the on and teams who haven't did it in like a uh, before. So I think the Raiders were one of the teams. Um, I think the Giants were one as well. Yeah. Um, the Jets might have been one. Uh, but they've got a there's... side of the Jets. Uh, but but um. There's somewhere online that uh, shows it. <laughs> yeah. So whoever's on all or not, obviously we don't know either of them. But I always do quite like you know you have you have all or nothing. Then you have the draft, and then is it about end of July, start of August? Hard knocks comes on as well. Yeah. Right. Here we go. HBO can choose from just five franchises franchises this year unless somebody like volunteers themselves yeah. um, the teams are the Oakland Raiders, the New York Giants the San Francisco 49ers, the Detroit Lions and the Washington Redskins so I imagine the first three, the Raiders, the Giants and the 49ers would be the most popular ones Like they're in catchment areas they might try and see if the Raiders for the first year in Vegas like they did with the Rams. Yeah. So I think that's next year, isn't it? Um, oh, no, and the, a big fan. And Lions and the Redskins aren't really popular. So I'd say it, it's going to be between the Giants and the Niners. Yeah. So I'm going to go between the Raiders and the Niners because the Giants, and, I know the Giants owners and um, huge fans of that sort of stuff. Going on, I, I don't think the Giants have done it for years. Um, last time they did, I think it was before I even started following this sport. Um, so I, I think we might have had a little bit more of a chance. Hate being old Al Beckham still there because you know just another uh, popular sports figure who you know is a worldwide icon in my opinion. Um, I think he'd have attracted a bit more viewers. Um, but I think the Raiders, you know, with their, their three first rounders, if they take a quarterback, obviously they've uh, had Antonio Brown this year as well. Um, so I think I think the Raiders will be the ones who I'd favour the most. And welcome back from the mini break because Shane said Odell Beckham Jr. and then started shouting and screaming. So we've just had a good 10 minutes of the <laughs> podcast out of him ranting about. Odell being traded again. So, right. welcome back. I've already said he, he don't bother me, to be honest. It's, <laughs> I'm more annoyed I bought his jersey in September. That, 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 that annoyed me the most. Uh, ask John Mara, whatever he is, whatever your owners call, asking for a refund. I call the money's going to be given to his new contract. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
So obviously, also this uh, this week they've confirmed all the Spurs team have been training back in their new stadium. Um, uh, next week's their first game, I believe, a midweek game. Yeah, um, quite a popular topic on the um, NFL UK f- Facebook. There's been lots of posts and comments about uh, a London team because. Like Spurs' new stadium's ready. Um, Spurs are apparently trying to get a Super Bowl there. Spurs want to be the home team for London. Like they want to use that stadium, not Wembley. Um, so everyone's been seeing the pros and cons of a London team. And I'll say what I've always said: I'm totally against it. Um, I wouldn't leave the Seahawks. I wouldn't travel down London from Sunland every two weeks to see a team I don't follow. Um, and I can't see many, like, switching allegiances now. Like, I think it would be a bit like an international series game where you'd go to the game and there'd be, like, 32 jerseys surrounded there. And I think it would be an away game for the home team. Maybe if it stuck like 15 years' time when kids and, and, and stuff, it would have its own, own fans. But I think certainly the first 10 years, it would just still be filled with more fans of the team who's visiting than the home team. Yeah, I know what you're saying. Um, oh, you say 15 years, so you have people that have grown up supporting that team. Um, so that team has got its own fan, fan base as such. Um I'll go back to some I said earlier on at the start of this podcast. I'd hate Super Bowl to be in England, if I'm honest. Yeah. It's an American. I'd hear it as well. It's, it's an American event. It should be held in America. You know, could you could you imagine the uproar if they turned around and said the FA Cup final was being played in New York or Dallas or somewhere that you know Vegas? There'd be there'd be uproar about it. You know, I know. Yeah. Well, there was there was play games abroad like the NFL does, but still. You know, a big event should be kept in the country that that, that it's. I, like I was just about to see them. Um, can you remember the uproar when uh, Richard Scudamore mentioned the thirty ninth game? So in, English fans weren't even losing a game, and everybody went absolutely crazy. Like it's the end of sport. You can't put a Premier League game over there. What about the fans? Blah, but. Like half of them will be happy to go to Wembley and see the NFL, blah blah blah. So it 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 it, it swings and roundabouts. I think the more we want stuff over here, I I think in ten in ten years time or something, it, it, it's Premier League will have games over there and stuff because they'll have to stick with the times. And I think there's going to be a lot of crying but hurt fans on Twitter when these days come. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, look, I've, I've got to be honest, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want it to detract away from, you know, the international games that we get over. I think we're lucky to get them. You know, obviously, I read last night, the NBA uh, for next year have moved the game from London to Paris. So, you know, we should be, we should be thankful we get, in my opinion, like at least one game. We, we had three... Yeah. Was it three? I think we had last year. We've got four this year, so you know we should be thankful that we get them and they're held in in our country and we ain't got to go and pay for flights and hotels to go abroad and watch it. Um, but for me, I think it, you know it's got to stay in in America, hundred percent. 
Um, but as, as usual, I imagine money will dictate what happens. Yeah, um, yeah that, that's our thoughts on the uh, the, the Tottenham uh, stage. <laughs> but I, I am looking forward to getting to Tottenham, to be honest, this year. Um, I'm, I'm probably have to, going to have to go to one of the NFL games as my football team probably going to be in the same division as Tottenham. Um, yeah, I, do, I, do, I do think it looks a nice stadium. In, in all honesty, I think it looks great. And I do think okay. that it's been purpose-built with the idea of the NFL in mind. Um, mm-hmm. But as to regards to... I think Wembley's a better location. It's, I find it Wembley easy to get to and get away from. Um, yeah. I think having, having been to the old White Hart Lane, you know, it's a little bit more difficult to get to. and It's not as open as what the surrounding area of Wembley is. I, I I just don't see why everything's like obviously Spurs's stadium has to be in 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 London, but like why can't they build an NFL stadium in Coventry? So it's 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 like the same travel from London as it is from Newcastle, like Edinburgh. Like everybody likes the NFL, not just London, and it's already a nightmare to get in and out of. Like why not just stick a stadium on the edge of some nice motorway with? 80,000 car parking spaces around it and build a hotel and shops and casinos and stuff around it. It's like Wembley should be in the middle of the country. And just, but, but that's a different story for a different day. <laughs> Let's get back on the football. Um, so it is nearly the draft. It's getting closer and closer. So we're seeing more names in the media than others. We're seeing people projected higher than others. So uh, it might be quite fun if we do one player who's getting too much love and one player who's getting not enough love. So I'll let you start with the too much love. Yeah, for me, and it's probably going to be controversial to some people, um, but the all right player for me, without a doubt, is Kyler Murray. Um, I don't get the loving or the fascination with him. I don't get the reason why he's the number overall, number one overall pick, apart from the fact that the Cardinals' new coach um, likes him and has coached him previously, or you know he's had the relationship with him. You know, it, the Cardinals took a quarterback last year. There's no reason for them to take a quarterback this year, other than the fact that the coach likes someone else. You know, if the Jets or the Bills or the Brains were at number one this year. Would Colin Murray be going to any of them? They took a quarterback last year. It's exactly the same situation. The only difference is the coach. You know, that yeah. coach could come in, have an awful season. You know, they, they had, bear in mind, they had a new coach last year as well. Steve Wilkes only got one year. What if Kingsbury comes in, takes Colin Murray, only has one year with him? Are they going to be back in the same situation next year? So for me, I, I don't get the fascination with Colin Murray whatsoever. Like... I think Kyler Murray would come at a big price to the Cardinals when you would see how look how cheap it is that that Rosen could be getting moved on rather than trade him for a, a, a second or a third. Like I'd rather just keep him. Like yeah. even if I was going to draft Kyler Murray, I I would just have Rose. Rosen there as well. I think the links are because Kingsbury, more like an arid college offensive kind of guy. Uh, he comes from like the Andy Reid 
like stuff like that kind of offense and Rosen's more of a like old school steer in the pocket like so I think it's an offense like fit so I would say rather than looking at the coach it's the owner who's the issue like he's let him move up use stuff to take Rosen last year and then he's appointed a coach this year who will say I can't work with a QB like Rosen in in my offence so then why not appoint a coach who would play more to Rosen's like style um, it just seems a bit of a mess at the minute but um, if they do draft Murray and he works and they trade Rosen then I guess they'll not care about the burn they'll just be they'll just be caring that they're moving in the right direction. Yeah, I think it's one of them where it it's one it's gonna go one way or the other. That if if they draft Kyler Murray and it works, they're gonna look like geniuses. They draft Kyler Murray and it don't work, they're gonna look so stupid. I think there's no middle ground with taking Kyler Murray. You know, it's either gonna work and fantastic and it's an absolute genius idea or it's just gonna fail miserably and everyone's going to be like, why did you take him when you took a young quarterback a year ago? And, you know, if it don't work with Kyler Murray, they do trade Rosen, they're going to be back at square one, they're going to have to take another quarterback eventually if if Murray don't don't work out. Um, so I honestly think that with the Cardinals and Kyler Murray, it, it, it's one way or the other. There's, there's going to be no, you know, middle grey, no grey area. Um, and, you know, if... If they do take Murray, what do they do? Do they trade Rosen before the draft where everyone knows who they're going for in the draft then? Or do they take Murray and then trade Rosen? At which stage the um, draft hall you can get for Rosen is going to be not massively because everyone's going to know full well whether you're not, you've already got another quarterback anyway, so we don't need to offer you this first that you want. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that, that, that's my thoughts on my other hopes. Um no doubt, Kyler Murray will enter the league, break all sorts of records, win a Super Bowl, and prove me wrong. <laughs> and and who's your? He'll play, he'll play your soundbite on the podium. Yeah, most likely. He'll listen to this, and I'll get a tweet off him later on. No doubt. <laughs> um, so um, who's your overhyped rookie after my little rant on Kyler Murray? Well, my overhyped rookie is DK Metcalf. Um, he's massive. Like all all the pictures were gone around on social media before the combine. Like he he's huge. He looks like he'll bully people. He he just knocks people. But I think he was a bit of a college bully. Like he's quick and he can catch a contested ball in the air because he's twice the size of the cornerback trying to get him. But um, I've seeing comparisons with uh, like Megatron and like things that I, I just don't think it's any anywhere near as, as as good as that. Like everybody's looking at him as if he was like made by Jesus. <laughs> but uh I don't even think he was the best receiver on his team last year. Um no, but, it, it, but he's the one who's getting all the attention and I I heard a great comparison on another podcast, uh, Brashad Perriman. So, so maybe he's just going to be like that. Where if if you play Madden, he's the greatest 
receiver ever because he's tall. He's 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 ninety four plus speed or whatever, and he 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 catches everything. But in real life, be able to run routes, got to be able to run underneath, change direction, like learn the playbooks, and I think he's gonna be he's gonna have two or three routes, and he's gonna be to, to need to be with a, another good wide receiver who takes attention and he he gets a run and his his straight lines and his post routes, and then he'll. He'll have like a hundred yards one game, and then he'll have like fifty yards over the next four, and then he'll have a hundred and fifty yard game, and then he'll, he'll go missing again. So, but I just I wouldn't take him in the first. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm just looking at his his, his stats for last year. You know, he had four hundred sixty nine yards the year before. He had six hundred forty six. That's not that impressive, in my opinion, for a wide receiver who I've seen mocked as high as number six to the Giants. You know, if the Giants took him at number six, I, I wouldn't be overly impressed, put it that way. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be getting his jersey the day after the draft like I did last year when they took Barkley. Um, you know, I, I, I agree with you. For me, Metcalf's not the best wide receiver in the draft. Um, it seems like he's just being hyped up because of his combine performance. But obviously, combine performance, you know, he's a doesn't dictate um, real-life performance. You know, you see players run the 40 in the convoy and very often you hear them say he run, he, he, he's, he's tape, he's quicker. He's, he's, yeah. His game speed is quicker than what he's just ran that 40. Um, and we've seen by Warriors on Madden in the draft where all the combiners ranked like first, fourth, first, third... And then you draft them, and they've got like D minus route running. <laughs> yeah, exactly. so I can agree. I can agree with what you're saying. I understand where you're coming from. Um, as we talk about DK Metcalf, and we're talking about a wide receiver, and conveniently a wide receiver out of Ole Miss. My underhyped rookie is also a wide receiver, and also from Ole Miss. Um, but it's AJ Brown. I think AJ Brown. People are crediting how good of a player he could be, but he's not being mocked very high. You know, I've seen him, I think I've seen him in the, the oyster, I've seen him mocked, he's sort of like the late teens in the first round. Predominantly, I've yeah. seen him in the, the second round. For me, AJ Brown's a better wide receiver than Metcalf. Um, I think, you know, he's 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 been massively underlooked. Um, you, you look at his stats, you know, two years ago, we got, 12, uh, 1,200 receiving yards. Last year, we got 1,300 receiving yards, uh, 16 and a half and 15 and a half each year average. Um, he ran quick at the combine. He ran under, uh, he ran a sub-4-5. Um, you watch his game tape and I think he looks a great wide receiver. And he, to me, he's the sort of person that can be a wide receiver one. You know, if he ended up at somewhere like, uh, let, let's say the Colts, for instance, they've got T.Y. Hilton and Devin Funches at the minute. He could outbeat Devin Funchess, in my opinion. And, yeah. You know, he could easily become um, wide receiver one over T.Y. Hilton as well. Um, He's 6'1 as well, so he's, he's, he's not small. But he did all the, like, the, the dirty work 
underneath. He he, he ran the shallow crosses. He ran the slants. He he ran the drags. Like he was un, underneath yards after the catch. He was taking away of receivers and Metcalf. When you watch his highlights, it's, it's basically a deep throw, and he's caught. And when you watch AJ Brown, it's like a four yard catch an extra 20 yards is it's like I think he's got a lot more tools to be successful and um I really like him and I I read on the CBS sport and they they had him ranked like 36 or something it was which I think was like low for him like he could easily be Twenty spots higher. <laughs> yeah, but for me, AJ Brown is a round one all day long. You know, someone said to me, "Do you want AJ Brown or do you want Metcalf?" I take AJ Brown. I think if you look at the ceilings of them both, you could argue Metcalf's got a higher ceiling because of his size and the speed. You know, he's bigger than Brown. He runs quicker than Brown. So you know, if Metcalf can enter the league and you know performs to the highest potential he can, his ceiling's going to be higher than Brown's, but I think his floor is a lot lower than what Brown's is as well. Yeah. I'd, I'd agree. So, um, that, that's my underhyped rookie. Um, my underhyped rookie, uh, it's a pretty strong tight end class, but there's one of them I think is not getting as much love. Um no offense. Um, again, on the draft prospect rankings, he was down like 30, 31, uh, 17, 18 spots below Hawkinson. Um, they were the double Iowa tight end dragon. Um, I could easily see him ending up on the periods. Um, I think he's a, a, a game changing. Tight end. He's he's big. He's quick. He catches touchdowns in, in traffic. Um, he can block. And with Gronk retiring and him being mocked like late first, I could see him ending up on the Patriots. And that train just continues. Another team where he he might have success um, is with the Broncos if he is still around. Late in the second, like uh, um, high in the second. Sorry, Joe Flacco loves these tight ends, and the Ravens constantly drafting tight ends from because he, he he loves chucking them, um, and he could see success with with him and help out their dodgy O line as well on, on the edge blocking for Lindsay and, and and Freeman, and I just think like late first, high second has been probably undervalued but the the main reason that he's not talked about as much as he should is because everyone's talking about Hawkinson who's on his team so like people saying he's not even the best tight end on his team but I'd argue for NFL wise he will be yeah I um yeah I, th- I think Hawkinson and Benz I don't think there's that much between them um, you know, I mean, Oil was starting to get a bit of a good reputation for tight ends. Obviously, Hawkinson and uh, Bentley Shear, um, 
uh, George Kittle come out two years ago from there, and he's he's you know for a range five guy, I think he's top five tight ends right now, in, in my opinion. Yeah. I have spoken about like George Kittle previously, um, and he's probably the reason why the mock to go in the first and second and not right down there because it, it's like a fashion everyone jumps on it like CMT same stuff he's, he's going to be another one so he, he, he's got to be drafted higher than George Kittle was so he he's probably helped their draft projection as well yeah I mean um, to have two for Iowa to have two first rounders they're probably going to be over the moon with that but to have two first rounders at the same position and the position of tight end, not you know, it's not like having two wide receivers like um, Metcalf and yeah. Ray spoke about it of Ole Miss, you know, two tight ends at the same college in the same year in the same round being the first round potentially. Um, if, if I don't think that happens very often at that position, um, <laughs> you know, that speaks for what they're both like. Um, really, I think Ockinson's the, the number one wide uh, tight end. Um, out of the out of this class, uh, it'd be interesting to see if Noah Fant does go second, um, the second tight end off the board, or if someone like Irv Smith out of Banner uh, will go before him. Um, you know, I could, I could, I could, for me, there's not much to split Fant and Irv Smith from what I've seen of them. You can make an argument for why either of them should be the second tight end off the board. Well, I think Fan helped himself with the uh, good performance at the Combine. Um, or was it Hawkinson? One of them had a, had a great performance at the Combine that everyone's talking about. Uh, if it was Fant, uh, that's probably just solidified himself to be the second one off the board. Yeah. So, it's... Um, I started watching OJ Simpson v The People again. Um, and it had us thinking, like, while after the draft, there'll be absolutely hardly nothing to do for NFL fans for a f- couple of months. Um, so I thought we might list like our best three NFL series f- films, like, see if anybody hasn't seen them, see if we can get them hooked on a new thing, like, sort of watching. In the off season, um, so what would be your top three? <laughs> um, depends what people are after. I quite like coming back from series and getting able to binge watch them. Um, Game of Thrones. I started watching that season four, so obviously I had the first three seasons to binge watch on that, which was awesome. Um, a few weeks ago, I started watching Power, and I com- I completed all five seasons of that in something ridiculous like two weeks um, so people have probably heard of both of them but if someone's just after like uh, but what about your like NFL themed one like films TV series like what's your top three sports ones um, Ballers has got to be up there I do I do like uh, although I'm a bit, it, it started to come away from the NFL kind of theme in season four I think was the most recent season um, the first Is that when he was moving to Vegas or something. Yeah, and I started to invest in extreme sports um, stuff. Um, I'd be disappointed it fell away from the NFL theme because you know it's The Rock who 
I love growing up as a kid. I love all his films, so that's one great thing to watch. Um, and then it's the NFL, which I enjoy. So to me, that was like a perfect combination for the first two seasons and three seasons. But the fourth season, I think season split. two was, was my favourite. Was that where the lad was doing the, the combine and that? The because see, season four is the college kid, any um, I but um, I think season two was like the uh, the hillbilly lad who who didn't yeah. get invited to the combine, yeah, and the, the rock Adam running on the beach and s- s- sending like his, his videos to NFL execs and stuff, yeah, yeah, uh, I like ballers. Yeah, Ball- Ballers will be up there, one of my top three. Um, and now which movie you going to see? I, I, I did like old Jay Simpson versus the people, so I'd have to I'd have to agree with that one. Um, and not, we, we've spoke very briefly earlier on, but I'd, I'd say if anyone's not seen them, any of the All or Nothings, um, the NFL one's great, the Man City one's great. I've not watched the New Zealand one yet. Um, and I've watched the Michigan one, which uh, I really enjoy from college ball. And, you know, that was when I first became aware of people like Rashawn Gary, Chase Winovich, Devin Bush, who's very briefly in it. Um, Netflix have, have started doing something similar as well. And they've got the Juventus one, they've got the Sunland one. So it, yeah. it, it seems like a new theme. Yeah, I've not watched it. Um, there, so like, I think you've watched, have you watched both of them or you've at least watched the Sunderland one? Yeah. Um, I've 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 just just watched the Sunderland one. I've watched the event this one. I'm surprised you didn't have drafty in uh, your top sports <laughs> movies, TV series. Uh, I, I, I've got to go, I do. I will watch draft day on on the day of the draft. I that's, <laughs> I always watch that. I've, I've watched it for the last two years. Get on from work. With your dominoes. Yeah, stick draft day on. Order me a pizza. In. Happy days, man. That's been the mood for what that does. Um, I like the league. Um, it's a comedy. Um, it's about four lads who are in uh, a fantasy football league, and they play for the Shiva, which is a trophy that they made, and the trade players and the set the lineups and things like that. There, uh, there's quite a few um, NFL players actually like appear on it as well so that, that's a good TV series to binge watch especially if you like fantasy football um, I love Blue Mountain State and there's actually a Blue Mountain State movie as well um, and that's like about a college football team um, it's based mainly on the backup quarterback who doesn't want to be a starter quarterback because he gets the girls and the fame and he doesn't have to play and get hit <laughs> yeah um, so that's quite a good one to binge watch and then movie um, any given Sunday all the time for me yeah that, that is one I've just thought of as well to be fair that's it that's <laughs> so uh, give the league a binge watch the, the one series I ain't got into that's related, um, you'll probably know the name of it. It's on Netflix and it follows college ball, um, but like at a low level college. And I can't think the life of what the name of it's called right now, but I just couldn't get into it at all. 
I think I've uh, seen it on on the Netflix recommended for you, but I've I've never tried it yet. Yeah, um, something that just I couldn't get into. <laughs> it it helps more when people not not like high school kids like with the the yeah, the Michigan all or nothing and you got to see people like Rashawn Gary and then you watched him from when you watched that to now when he's getting drafted and you know exactly what he's like because you watched that. Yeah, exactly. People like Gary and uh, Chase Winovich, they're just names that you knew um, before the draft. Not because I'd watched them at College Ball, because I'd seen them on All or Nothing, which is why I hope they do. I'd, I'd like them to do, a, I'd probably like them to do an All or Nothing college more than I would NFL at the minute. You know, I'd like, I'd, I'd like them to follow someone like uh, the Hurricanes or uh, the Gators. I think they'd be a good one to watch because they're teams that always seem to produce uh, good talent. Yeah. Um, well, I think it's been a pretty pretty long one today. Yeah, it ain't been too bad. <laughs> Obviously, I'll, we, we've got to discuss what's happening tonight as well. We could end up talking and not mention tonight. <laughs> uh, obviously, uh, Albion Blues. Uh, no, I'm going to ask you what you're thinking. You're going to think you're going to smash us 3-1 or 4-1, uh, like you did with the Villa the other week, and we all seen how that one turned out. <laughs> uh, well, we've been on a bit of a bad run, but uh, you're a bit patchy at home, but now that you've got rid of Moua, like just at the right time, they're going on a little honeymoon run. Uh, one one, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, I've got him on, I've got him on football index, so I need him to put his value up a little bit. Um, but yeah, I'd, I'd agree with a, a draw to be honest. Um, I think for them, for people who don't really know, uh, Birmingham City got deducted points a couple of weeks ago, um, and I think that you're gonna have the attitude of wanting to, um, effectively sort of put two fingers up the football league and you're going to get your head down and knock it down and you're going to play one and I think you'll overcome the nine points. I won't be surprised if you've got nine points from the next three games, in all honesty, because I think it can have that sort of mindset with you. Uh, so I'm expecting a, an odd game uh, against Blues tonight. Um, can't, can't you tell that... Uh... Neither of us are used to successful football teams because the first thing we did was both make an excuse to why the other one's got to win. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I said, your new manager with your honeymoon effect and then you're saying our backs will be up because of the point deduction. Just yeah. that natural natural negative feeling about our own teams. <laughs> I know, yeah. Um, but hopefully Albion can prove me wrong for once and put in a performance tonight. I'm doing shortly. In fact, I'll be getting ready here. Uh, after this podcast to go um, get me to go to the pub and have a few beers which always makes watching the Albion a lot easier and I, I'll be watching at work looking at the sky cameras for the guy crying and it would all back on top it's been good, good chatting again as always um, hopefully we'll get yeah. two weeks for our next podcast um, so we'll uh, as always be on we'll be on Twitter Um updating when our next podcast is going to be coming out um, just remember if you're not following us on Twitter to head over to at Mackie NFL 
give us a follow. Uh, any likes and retweets on anything we tweet really is appreciated, in particular the ones where um, we give links to the podcasts. Um, and hopefully we'll be back a uh, similar time next week. Yeah, or on the first day as normal. Yeah, exactly. It's uh, been good chatting to you, Danny. Uh, I'll message you later. Yeah. It's been a 1-4-1. See you later, yam yam. <laughs> Shut up.